Hello, welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Pokemon Podcast. I'm joined today by, first of all, Matt. How's it going, Matt? It's going well, thank you. How about you? I am doing well. I'm doing well. A little bit tired, although you won't be able to tell by my voice, but if you saw me, my eyes may be closing, okay? I will keep the energy through the podcast. However, um, my eyes are, te- are are like fighting the rest of my body. It's not even like sleepy. It's like my eyes are itchy. You know what I mean? It's that yeah. kind of annoying itch. Yeah, I know uh, what you mean. <laughs> um and we're joined today by a very special guest philip how's it going philip oh it's going awesome i am very glad to he- be here i'm a big fan gone most of y'all's episodes and i knew i wanted to be on this show um i i love it so philip philip uh, for those who don't know i think i guessed it guested is that a word yes i was a guest on, <laughs> on uh, one of philip's shows in the gaming together podcast so definitely go check him out i'm sure we'll include a link in the description all that stuff um where they talk about uh co-op games but really they talk about video games all right the co-op is like it's like the chariot on top on this point although sometimes they actually do talk about the game they chose um but i I very much like their format and they're a lot of fun so definitely check them out but no we have philip on today to talk some pokemon um and in particular this this is an interesting topic to me because uh, I think there's a couple mobile games that that's kind of going to be the focus of our thing today. There's a couple mobile games that kind of came out of nowhere, I would say. Right. I never expected. And then it became a thing. Uh, and I refused to become part of, you know, the thing that everyone else was doing. Um, but I think it's only the I guess really the only place you could start with this topic. It's the game called Pokemon Go. Now, I believe Matt and Philip, both of you have played this game extensively. Is that a yes or a no? That is a yes. 100 percent. The so did recent you... events have <laughs> made it somewhat more difficult for me to keep playing. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, what I would ask, though, is. Did you get into the game when, before, like, as soon as it was announced, you like grabbed it, started playing it, or when kind of the hype train started and everyone all of a sudden picked it up? I think I picked it up pretty quickly. I can't remember exactly because it it had the hype train came quickly for this one. Like, um, you know, it went from releasing to being an uh, international phenomenon. kind of overnight so i can't really say if it was the hype train or the fact that it was coming out that i gave it a try um but i was in there very early how about you philip did you uh i was a day one downloader uh the only (laughs) big issue i had with it was for one like i feel like i had a lot of problems just logging in or connecting i don't know if you remember those early days but also i live on a military base i'm enlisted air force anyways Air Force does not permit, like they said no to uh, like Niantic's placing Pokemon on base, but it's still <laughs> full of Pokestops because we have so many memorials and every memorial is basically a Pokestop location, but no Pokemon would spawn on base. So I did not get it for the longest time. Like the whole like first week I had it, I wasn't really like looking anything up. I was just like, oh, cool, a new Pokemon mobile game, but there's no Pokemon in it. The only time I got Pokemon was when I would go off base to like pick up dinner or go grocery shopping. And then I'm just walking behind my wife catching Pokemon while she's doing all the shopping at that point. (laughs) And she's like, just get out of the way. And I'm like, I got to catch these Pokemon. (laughs) Um, and so, yeah, I guess, well, it's kind of cool that you were the early adopter because I'm sure in the very, very beginning, like, you weren't quite sure if it would blow up as much as it did. How about you, Tristan, who, uh, did you, did you play a lot of Pokemon go or did you, were you an early adopter? 
Yeah, um, I had the same kind of issues. I, wait, I can. Yeah, we got you. Yes, yes, we can. Okay, cool. Okay, I wasn't picking up on the thing. I wasn't positive. Um, yeah, I, I picked it up with everyone else. I actually got um, because I use an Android phone, so people were able to get the APK ahead of time, okay. as opposed to like, you know, the iOS store where it's kind of like, well, you know. Get yeah. it when we oh, so you, you. you literally, you're like, I'm going to go even before it's officially. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was up, but it was only in certain regions. For sure, for sure. Because they were trying to do a staggered uh, launch. And they were like, this part of Canada? No, <laughs> not yet. And I was like, what if actually, yes, yet? And that's what you did. Um, and then the login queues were completely like an unmitigated disaster. So I was like, okay, you're right, not yet. But you've you've made your point. You know, I'm kind of surprised um, that we released a game that uh, allowed uh, young adults to go out and catch Pokemon in the real world, and it's suddenly super popular, and our servers can't handle it. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> Big surprise. I, I would also I would also like to chime in uh, the same issue as Philip. Um, I do not live on a military base, but some zones are ludicrously dead for this game. Um, since it's come out, I've moved house twice, and it is it has been unplayably bad at two of those three residences for no good reason whatsoever. Yeah, when I first started playing, I think the only things I could catch around my house were Rattatas, Pidgeys, and Caterpies. The way it should be, honestly. <laughs> yeah, but that was that was it. I just had like a I... list full of these Pokemon. I would have killed for even those. <laughs> uh, there was like it was just dead unless I went specifically out of my way to go somewhere. Yeah, I was fortunate because my house borders a park, uh, which has a Pokestop. Um, but I really hit my stride with Pokemon Go when I went to university. Oh, I, I don't. Oh, I don't because know, yeah, I that completely. <laughs> because if you want to talk target demographics, you want to have a group of people who all have cell phones and travel around a sizable yet small area full of landmarks and memorials, and uh, with just reams of free time, reams of that. free time and disposable <laughs> income, then. Yeah, the u- university I went to had like six Pokemon gyms, like twenty Poke stops. Like you couldn't go five feet without f- finding something. You know, I would spend time between classes just going to raids, and there'd be like twenty people just shuffling as a mass, <laughs> just a mob. And yeah, just a mob. Yeah. Um, and well, this you- is the thing that I find so interesting about this game. Maybe like to talk talk a little with the. The specifics is that it was very much a little bit regional based, right? Your, your experience could be completely different depending on where you lived, how close you were to some notable things. And I think it's it's tough to say that this was necessarily a detriment because I think what made this game, I guess, special, quote unquote, is the fact that people would go and explore things that they wouldn't usually explore in the world, right? They would go to places they usually wouldn't go. So um, while... You know, maybe maybe base ideas or having like some kind of way of making it pretty uh, similar experience for everyone. It also meant that uh, there's a lot more kind of that exploring aspect. I, for one, very much did not play this game. I refused with all the hype that was happening. I'm like, what is this <laughs> craziness? Um, what is this mechanic of catching the Pokeball like this? What is going on? Um, 
it's kind of funny because like i i mentioned to to philip when i was on his show that i actually really like the pokemon uh go eevee catching mechanic like i actually really like it it's only because i didn't play pokemon go like that's the only reason i enjoy it (laughs) is because i didn't get tired of it in that cycle um but i i find that so like so interesting i think as well like my my greatest the thing that i kept laughing about was people because like you know it kept going and i think it has like a steady stream and i think i'd I'd still argue that it's pretty pretty successful now right it's definitely but that like initial hype was so ridiculous like the amount of people that were playing at the same time i think that was definitely the time you'd want to have been um playing pokemon go does so for those of you uh in our panel today who are still playing the game do you find like there's definitely much different feeling about the game now than when it was really in that hype period um it is it is interesting to see what the last year and a half has done to pokemon go um for reasons i can't explain less people are out of their house lately (laughs) Hmm, i wonder what's going on there so they made the pivot to offering remote raid passes Mm. uh, because the only other way to do things was to spoof which they aggressively ban people for um it was incredibly funny because things started to go back to like some semblance of normal in a lot of places and Niantic 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 I don't know I'm just gonna call them Niancat um said okay well I'm pretty sure we can get rid of remote raid passes now and just go back to the way we were running things and like the entirety of their player base was like what if you didn't because a lot of us can't do that yet and they're like that's a good point (laughs) we're gonna walk that back I was about to say when they see all the people like st- like getting rid of the game, you know, like the the player base drop <laughs> when they get rid of it, right? Um, yeah, they they went back to their their normal protocol for stuff for I think like a week tops, and then I saw articles about how they they went back to their um, their remote play, and and it was like, yeah, hmm. and as to be expected, I would say. Uh, yeah, Matt, do you have any any thoughts? I heard a breath, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I was just going to say, uh, well, since, since you know, the years have passed, I'm not going to university anymore. Um, that massive well of Pokemon and constant raids is no longer available to me. I mean, like, I could go to the university campus and nobody would tackle me, but... <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, I just scream alumnus, and they uh, <laughs> they run back. It's like it's like holding up a crucifix. <laughs> uh, but uh, so I'm back down to the one Poke stop that's behind my house again, which is a, a bit difficult to play with. But you know, when things eventually. Uh, calm down and normalize hopefully eventually um, and I can go to my job's office building I'm sure the second coming of the university campus is a technology campus uh, because if you want to have a bunch of people with way more disposable income who all definitely uh, company mandated have phones and uh <laughs> spend a lot of time in a single area walking around i think a technology campus is a good second shot <laughs> hello google um how about you philip how, how do you feel uh how do you feel that the game has changed for you over the years uh i really enjoyed the changes just having the first 151 in the beginning was definitely like a good kind of 
gatekeeping to make sure things didn't spiral out of control. There used to be a time when people kind of thought, oh, you know, maybe Pokemon, like if I said at my job, hey guys, you know, how about them Pikachus? They'd probably, you know, laugh at me or whatever and be like, you know, this guy's still playing Pokemon. But with Pokemon Go, I could walk into any, you know, office at work and just say, anybody trying to do some trades? And instantly somebody'd be like, yeah, you got that Kangaskhan? And I'd be like, all right, all right, all right. Let's see, <laughs> let's see what we can do here. So Pokemon is like, I feel like all the kind of the softer people have definitely jumped ship. But this day, me and my wife still play it like pretty sporadically. I usually log in maybe once a week. But anytime, like in the military, people are moving around all the time. So you get a lot of the foreign Pokemon and whatnot in the ecosystem. So I really enjoy how some of the diehards are still hanging on. Gotcha, gotcha. No, yeah, for I sure. I think it helped make Pokemon, I don't want to say more mainstream because this is, we're talking about the largest media property on the planet, but <laughs> it helped people Well, you're not, actually, I don't realize, think you're wrong. No, I am correct. It's, you know, <laughs> people think the Marvel movies are big. Pokemon's like four times the size of the Marvel movies in annual revenue. Um, Pokemon's insane. I think second is Hello Kitty or something like that. <laughs> that sounds about right. Just sound real stuff in general. Um, the amount of stuff Hello Kitty is like snuck into lately that I'm like, wow, Queen, Animal Crossing, Super Monkey Ball. I'm like, yeah, wow. Get it. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh, what was I thinking? Lost my train of thought. Completely derailed <laughs> that comment. I'm sorry. Hello Kitty <laughs> tends to do that. But uh, it helped people realize, specifically young adults, that you know the 20 people who are all secretly still playing Pokemon all realized that there are 19 other people who in the same room who are all secretly playing Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, because I, I think that there was before Pokemon go, there was a bit of a perception of like, Oh, you know, I, I, you know, I hear that guy still plays Pokemon. Not if that was true or not, but people had that perception of like, Oh man, people cannot find out that I have X and Y. And then after Pokemon go comes out, it's like, yeah, no, everyone plays Pokemon. Like a U.S. politician name dropped Pokemon so in a campaign rally. Like, this is a thing, guys. <laughs> I, like how you, I like how you said a U.S. politician. We yeah. all know it was the Hillary Vines. It was the Hillary Clinton Vines. <laughs> um, I am going to disagree with you very slightly, only because X and Y is a weird case, where it was also like a mini-resurgence of the Pokemon That's Go fair. thing. For, for Black and White, it was certainly like, oh, that guy still plays Pokemon. Yeah. But with X and Y, everyone was like, yeah, man, I got my Charmander, and he's got, like, a horn now, and it's great. <laughs> um, and then it kind of petered back out, and then Pokemon Go achieved the dream of world peace for, like, two years. But, and uh, it also yeah. solved uh, apart people from that, not getting enough exercise. <laughs> <laughs> and then they started driving around instead. <laughs> and then trespassing but we're not gonna <laughs> yes yes the, well i mean actually i don't think that's a bad thing to mention here uh because we do have a lot of topics to go through so, so i'm actually going to keep our conversation going but i i think there was a lot of weird things where like you know people would find bodies and stuff when they're just like walking around in creepy places like there's a couple instances of that so i found, found that interesting that pokemon go in some respect made a wider net of human presence 
various places that would otherwise not be explored in the world. I think that's quite interesting. Was, wasn't it a problem when people <laughs> were exploring areas they shouldn't? Hence the whole no Pokemon military bases yeah. that we previously covered. It, it was incredibly yeah. Actually, yeah, I should I should let Philip talk about that because I'm sure he's got stories. Uh, there were active signs posted saying like no Pokemon Go on base. It was a email sent out by the like current base commander, but this was you know six years ago. No longer, no one cares anymore. In fact, people are pushing to add more Pokemon to the base. Since then, uh, <laughs> they have updated so you get at least one Pokemon spawn per day, I think now. That's yeah. what we like to see, integration. In yeah, definitely. Forces. But right now, there's still no spawns on base. Well, I mean, so be it, I guess. Uh, but, I mean, that's that's pretty cool that, that, that it's kind of being pushed in that way. Um, okay, I think we're going to continue on because we do have a whole host of topics. Philip, this is, will definitely be, as we continue on these topics, you're going to have to talk more and more here and carry us a little bit because I know there's some, uh, a couple of these mobile games that we know very to nothing about. Um, so I hope uh, I hope you'll help us out. But this is one I can talk about, Pokemon Unite, which is um, League of Legends Pokemon Basketball um, is my best way of describing it. Um it's it's just a MOBA. Like anyone who's played MOBAs can play it. It's not it's not that crazy. However, it is definitely a cash grab, uh, pay to win style MOBA. It is made by Tencent, so you can think what you want about that. Um, and it is definitely the worst type of Pokemon style game that uh, they are there for the money. Um, and it's also a whole bunch of ex League of Legends players trying to get in on it, and so it's you know kind of <laughs> annoying in that sense. Oh. It was. It was fascinating to see. So, the the whole I'm sure you've seen the stories about like the early um, pay to win stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the best I can describe it as: Have you ever played the division? I have not. I have friends who have. Okay. I've seen gameplay. a very very quick digression. Uh, the end game in the division once you're done the story typically looks like roaming a joint PvP slash PVE area called the Dark okay. Zone. Where you can either team up with like players against like AI opponents or like hunt players, and like there's a whole like mini event system to it. Um, it was it was neat. After about like a week from launch, they released the game's first raid proper, mm-hmm. um, super super high level gear, uh, and there was they there was an exploit to it where you could get like there was effectively unlimited incredibly high level drops okay. for absolutely zero effort. Nice. <laughs> um, and the way the entire end game was structured since there was semi PVP was if you missed the boat on the exploits, the game was unplayable for you. You had no way of getting into raid groups without the gear from the exploit. Um, if you tried to roam around the joint PVP slash PVE area, you would just get rinsed by people who had done the exploit. Uh, and that's kind of how it feels if you bought a bunch of the currency in the early days of Pokemon Unite, because you just have all these like absurd stat boosts, and you can just like one v five people in their base, and it's like, wow! I you'd think they'd learn and be like, hmm, this might have a negative impact on the game, but nope, nope. I mean, they I got mean, their money. <laughs> yeah, at that point, they don't care. <laughs> And I, I think this is maybe my biggest thing. It's like, I think if I really want to play a MOBA and I want to play on a mobile, this is definitely one I'd be geared toward. But I think, Phil, you were actually saying that Pokemon Unite, because of this kind of pay-for-win, 
kind of blocks a lot of players out from just playing it casually. Uh, yeah, see, that's the problem. In some kind of like play to win or pay to win, excuse me, type games, they might have a workaround. For instance, one of my favorite very pay to win Dragon Ball Legends mobile gotcha game. There is like the ranked ladder that's you play with the champs that, you know, you basically rolled for and got through paying in-game currency or real world money. Now that's fine, but there's also the casual ladder, which automatically gives you full units all the way maxed out. And it comes down to just skill and team building. So you can play fully casual free to play. You don't get in-game rewards for it, but it gives you a chance to play with units or abilities that you would have to spend $20, $40 and then just hope you get lucky in a drop. Now in Pokemon Unite, there are casual modes, but you still carry over the, oh, I forgot they're called. I keep thinking runes because that was like the League of Legends thing. Yes, yes. But it's basically like little items, held items, that's it. Uh, you can carry over your leveled up held items, but you use the same ones in casuals that you would do ranked. And so you can either dump all your resources into, you know, the very three specific meta held items for one character. And then, yeah, you can probably carry your own. But you still need to grind to that point. And you wouldn't get, you know, as many rewards if you were just playing the ranked ladder. But this is where kind of the the catch is. Do you really mm-hmm. want to deal with playing with underleveled items and just get stomped every game? Because that's not fun. <laughs> And not to mention, the teams seem completely varied between, like you said, the League of Legends veterans that are coming into this and just getting all sweaty, which is pretty much me. And then my nine-year-old daughter, who I'm like, hey, there's a new Pokemon game. Do you want to play? And she's like, yeah. And so we go into a casual game, and she is just getting creamed repeatedly, even with my coaching. And she's never played a MOBA before, but there's not really a... I don't know, like a like a good learning ground, because there's always a tutorial that will only get you so far. You need like an actual place to learn the game. Yeah, hearing all this, it reminds me of the whole if you're not paying for something, you are yourself the product. And I think that kind of applies here because it almost sounds like the free to play or low spending players are there solely for the benefit of the high spending players to crush and get a satisfying uh feeling of purchase yeah it's it's effectively free that's a great point point. i i think what i find so interesting about this is i think mobas in general created a relationship between um between a player and developer that was very interesting right where people would spend lots and lots of money on league of legends but it was free to play. And like after a certain point of playing the game, like you would eventually get like some base, like you would, you would be able to compete even without having paid anything. Right. Um, and so, yep. and then there's like a weird thing where it's like, after you've put in a certain amount of hours, you're like, okay, you kind of been like, okay, I'll justify a purchase of some skin because I put this much time in. Right. But that's a very different relationship than what I feel is happening. This, right. This is definitely more akin to card games. I would say, um, where it's like, oh yeah, you want you want to be at this level, all right? Buy all the decks, right? Like, you need to spend a base amount just just to get in at this level. Um, it it is interesting, I think, because I feel like a lot of mobas have shifted away from what I would call a healthy player developer dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, League of Legends used to 
you used to hit a point in League of Legends where you could play the game completely free to play, um, and it like it took a lot of grind to get there, but you could eventually get to the point where you had nothing else to buy. Okay. Um, and you were just kind of keeping up with champion schedule releases, like as they came out, and you could just buy them like day one, using like all the free currency. Gotcha. Um, they've made changes since that make that not feasible anymore. I I understand on some level that they do need to make money, but it's felt a lot more antagonistic, I guess, on the developer end of things. Mm. I don't know if it's because they've got more competition and they really need to work extra for that money, but it kind of feels like more MOBAs lately um, really push you into that. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's tough, though, like, looking at League of Legends, where I think they, I'm sure they're making a healthy amount of money where it doesn't matter, right? Um, but, you know, I think I think as well, like, we have to also understand with some of these games, doing League of Legends especially, is that the player base has been there for seven years is probably not going away, right? They're probably playing for the next decade. Like, if, if you've played a game for a decade, you're probably still going to keep playing that for another decade, right? Um, which... Well, I'm I'm a recovering League of Legends player. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I stopped largely because of that kind of thing. Okay, well, I, th- I think it's a great point that you bring up. Um, however, I guess what I was trying to say is I find it's they're definitely in a different position where, um, unlike with a newer game that's been around for a year or two, there's always like, oh, this game is really popular, and then oh, where did it go? You know, like that. Maybe not where did it go. Oh no, yeah, I agree. There's there's absolutely lifers, so they don't have to worry about it. As yeah, much. so I think they're essentially taking advantage of those lifers, which isn't good, but um, but I think it's maybe why they can they feel they can afford to get away with um, more in that sense because those people are going to keep playing into you know until people stop playing League of Legends, but that's uh, easier said than done. Yeah, but okay, on launch uh, in Pokemon MOBA, like, yeah. they should be doing this, this early. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's... it's, you, it's you kind of wait for them. Yeah, this is just straight predatory. And I think, I think as well as, like, didn't Pokemon... Like, it kind of feels like the Pokemon company is a little bit wary of this game. Because um, it, it's definitely against their brand, right? Like, in some sense. I don't know. So... I, I was just thinking about it for a second. Where, where League of Legends does have lifers in the same way that there's players that have been invested in one particular game for that long. I do wonder if they're being this brazen with Pokemon Unite. Maybe maybe that's unfair of me to say. Um, I don't. I mean, we did just call it predatory, so I guess that that ship has sailed as far as sounding balanced. But um, I, I do wonder if they think they can get away with it because of the IP. Yeah. Mm, well it's it's i think it's that but it's also because they're not the one who made the game that that's also possible that it's they're kind of the um yeah the one pokemon gotcha game pokemon masters whatever also kind of feels um i, I mean i've played some gotcha games um i'm not an expert on like what they're systems usually look like but i feel like that one is one of the stingier ones which is great because we're going to talk about it right now I feel like it's... <laughs> wow i segued by accident um continuing that point then i i also feel like it's one of those ones where it's stingy because it's pokemon mm. and they know people will pay for it yeah the whole gotcha game type thing is definitely uh <sighs> i yeah it's i feel like it's taking like people's 
people's want of getting something like through random luck. It's like it's yeah. like people opening new card sure. packs, right? Except to the extreme, plus hoarding, I guess. Like it kind of feels like a mix of those two. Yeah, you feel like with right card now. packs. It, anyone <laughs> who plays, we can blame it on Mass Effect Three. <laughs> anyone who plays card games will tell you that if they want a card, they will not open packs for it. They. I was I was gonna say that's the thing. That's at least with card games, if you're opening packs. Um, there is resale value in them. I was at a Magic the Gathering draft tournament once, and because you have different cards and like you, you win packs and stuff, um, one of the things that came out of a pack was something I didn't need. And a guy offered me a 24 on the spot, and I was like, sure, man, that just paid for my tournament entry. Like, I'm down. <laughs> Even if it was 40 um, bucks, it was probably easier than going to a store. <laughs> right, yeah, like half price to a easier. Store. They only offer 50%. Yeah, like we were literally in a game store, too, and the guy was looking at me. I'm like, no, man, I want this money now. <laughs> I, I've straight up done... Gotcha games don't really have that same... I've, I've straight up played stocks with um, uh, magic cards. <laughs> there was a set coming out with a card that was selling for like four bucks in pre-sale and i'm like this thing is stupid good i'm gonna buy it i bought four copies <laughs> it went up to 40 bucks Fantastic. I believe that. It, it is interesting speaking about pokemon in particular because i know i think it was target yeah oh you're talking US, about scalpers um stopped selling packs entirely because of both scalpers and like fist fights <laughs> that broke out among like like straight up adults were like fighting over cards because of the value they went online it's like wow this is Wow, it's a it's a different world than it well, was. Well, that was also due ago. to the COVID shortage. Apparently, they had to shut down some of their printing plants, and that reduced oh, the availability of Pokemon yeah. cards. Which, with COVID, so people were more into yeah. the you know inner hobbies that you don't have to go outside for. So there's a higher demand yeah. for Pokemon cards right now than there ever was before. I I think what's great is that Philip, you're on this show. And I know your show sometimes has a trope of like uh, falling into talking about trading card games. Oh, yeah. Magic Corner. You didn't say anything. (laughs) And we somehow started talking about it. I think that's great. (laughs) Perfect. Now, if we can just hit Mass Effect, we'll cover all our bases. I mean, we we did. No, no, I brought up Mass Mass Effect. Effect. I said, yeah, you can can blame the rise of gotcha games on Mass Effect. Oh, there we are. We hit them all. (laughs) <laughs> wow amazing mass effect 3 i don't think people realize that mass effect 3 was patient zero for loot yeah. boxes yeah I yeah it's right. wild to think back on that but that is true anyway back to Philip, our topic yeah, at Philip. hand <laughs> now that we've ticked all our boxes we can continue to our actual talking points um i want to ask philip <laughs> if uh he's played pokemon masters x have you had a chance to play it or anyone else on the panel Oh, yeah. Uh, what I really enjoy about the game, if we're going to talk about the good side of uh, gotcha games, is the things sure. that you actually get in the packs. So you guys always talk about the NPCs for quite a bit in each of your game coverages. And this is something I enjoy because I always like them more than pretty much the anime characters. Like Ash is okay, you know, and the gym characters yeah. are usually one-sided except for Lieutenant Surge who was dripping with personality. <laughs> I, I, personality or just trauma? Yeah, I'm something, not sure. Something like he, that. he talks a lot about being in the literal yeah, world. He has, has like, like backstory. He's a developed war. character. <laughs> but if you guys have read the Pokemon Adventures manga, like I've only caught like a few issues here and there. Oh, good stuff. But good stuff. you actually yeah. get these 
lore-based characters and usually a significant partner Pokemon with them. And some of the, like the classics there, of course, you see Oak, and he's there with uh, Mew, which I don't know if they're exactly partners, but I mean, Pokemon Researcher and <laughs> Mew, uh, if you like Pokemon lore it back to the creation of Mewtwo, maybe there's some connections there. Oh my god, Oak was at Cinnabar Island. Yeah, I know. See, this is where, <laughs> there's this is where a sea route directly there. <laughs> it's like a smoking gun. And then you have like Blaine. I can just imagine Matt looking at this old book and being like, oh, oh my god. god. But that's just it. It's like you get to see all these characters, and they even do have like the player characters with their um, canon names listed in there. So you can get like Silver and old, I think Old Silver might be in there too. If we're you know covering all the bases, that sounds that sounds right. I think that's yeah. a thing. Yeah. So th- that was what I really enjoy is just seeing all these different like characters with their Pokemon with like actually really decent artwork. Like we look at like Pokemon Go, yeah. it looks pretty good. This one that was definitely a draw. Yeah, from this is also a pretty well animated game. So what? What I'm it, it does sort of um, work against itself sometimes for me. I can't come up with a good example off the top of my head, um, but there's the occasional character where their partner Pokemon is not at all what I would have. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Or it's like, I yeah, that sure is a choice. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I I just want to say I I think uh, um what what I kind of got from what Philip was saying is that. Um, in order for creatives and artists to get paid, gotcha games have to exist. That's really, I think, the takeaway <laughs> that... Uh... <laughs> All right, but there's a problem, though, because half of them are reskins where you can have Brock, yeah. and it's like, okay, here's Brock with Geodude, Brock with Vulpix, here's Brock with Tyranitar. Here's Summer yeah. Brock, his Geodude. Yeah, he's like, now have sunglasses, and we changed his top, so it's like a, a Lolan thing. And it's like, yeah, it's a Lolan Brock. <laughs> Oh, I hope that's not a real thing. I was doing a bit. Here's, oh. <laughs> here's Brock with Armads. No! <laughs> uh, Fire oh, Emblem Heroes wow. uh, joke for for further gotcha lore. Um, yeah, so... Sometimes a joke is just for me, and that's okay. <laughs> so if you have a game that you're willing... If you like loot boxes, if you're... If you're, if you're in... A gambler, essentially. Uh, this may be the game for you, I guess. Uh, or or arguably like. not, if you're a gambler. Oh. Uh, well, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Completely agree. <laughs> uh, Don't. <laughs> I, I play gotcha games. Um, I know to police myself because it is very easy to justify. Oh, I mean, like, this is what I pay for lunch. Oh, now no. let me do that four times in a row. <laughs> this is what I pay. Okay, Mister has riding the children. <laughs> this is what I pay after thirty days for my thirtieth lunch. Not <laughs> with his, not with his engineer money. Is like, look, guys, I got the new Genshin character, and I'm like, Dinkleberg. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> great. Yeah, I think we can probably continue on unless unless you have any final thoughts here on this map. No, I was going to say all I was going to say was. Uh, I didn't know much about Masters X, but hearing you guys talk about it, I've actually improved my opinion of it because when I hear Pokemon gotcha game, I'm like, oh God, there's like 700 different Pokemon. That's 
Matt's like, can't I walk into the tall grass for that? No, no, my my first thought was like, there's like 700 Pokemon. That's a lot of uh, <laughs> what qualifies as a three-star or a five-star Pokemon. Oh, that's fair. Um, that's a good but point. no, if they're tied to like their trainers or whatnot, that's at least better. Yeah, they, yeah. I mean, there's five different variations of Brock, apparently, but that's we're, we're getting it. <laughs> well, most of the uh, main characters do have variations for their Pokemon. Mm. Which I'm I'm done with. Ultimately, I, I feel like that's a what I was what I was saying about sometimes they have an unexpected partner that almost feels unintentional yeah. as well. You know, so you can be like, "Here's Brock with a Geo Dude," and then here's Fancy Brock with his Onyx. And here's Lowland Brock. With a uh, Squirtle, <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Which you do talk about, just like the number of Pokemon. You do have your own player character that you play as. You team up with these other characters, or you take them into like battle with you. But your player character, you have bonded pairs. And these are the wild Pokemon that, that just kind of fill in the cracks that you hatch from like eggs and stuff like that. These are your Squirtles and your every other 700 and whatever Pokemon. And so, okay, so that, I mean, it's kind of hard to imagine, I guess, if, I, if I'm not familiar with the game as much, um, but I'm just trying to think of how that'll look like. Um, it, it just tamps down on the hunger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I think we continue on, because uh, I did not realize, I mean, <laughs> I was joking about this, I don't know if it was fair, uh, Philip, but I was joking about this with Matt before, I'm like, man, maybe we should have you on every show just so we can have our notes so well organized, like, this is amazing. Uh, That's completely fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Phil, Philip doesn't say anything, oh no. <laughs> I kind of got a lot going on, but I'd be happy to come back another time. No, 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 no. We're, I, I was just joking that it's, I mean, like, it's incredible. The, no, the you can never come back. You put into... <laughs> you tell me we, your notes we, don't yeah. normally look like this no 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 uh for those who don't know it's it's a lot of great detail um the next game that i will have you need to, to talk about Caf, cafe mix 2020 okay. i'm gonna stop okay, you right there before yeah okay so Uh-oh. the reason i came up with or i don't know who came up with it but just mobile games in general is yeah. we all want pokemon on the go Ever since like the Game Boys, that's just how we mm. that's how we get our dose of Pokemon, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then the Pokemon company and Nintendo, they keep giving us these games that we're about <laughs> to hit. We we hit the big ones already. <laughs> these these games, games are the next ones. Oh. <laughs> Every time a new mobile Pokemon comes out, I'm like, this is the one. I've been waiting for it. They can't do me wrong on this one. This is gonna be the this is it. This is Pokemon for me now. And now we're gonna go through each one and explain why this is not the one. I just, I just wanted off, uh, just on the record ahead of time. If you come for Magic Carp, Magic Carp Jump, it's on site. I love that game, and I'll defend it to the death. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. each of these games isn't bad. Another thing I want to say, like I played them, and they're not bad. But Cafe well, Mix that came out in 2020, it's still pretty new. <laughs> have you guys played this one? I have not. Um, um, I will go so far as to say I hadn't even heard this, of okay, this one, so I this just, is interesting. I just want to know. I'm going to take a wild guess, okay? I'm not, gonna, I'm, I'm not saying I've seen the game or not seen the game. Is this just Cooking Mama except Pokemon? That's all I want to know. No, <laughs> I, I wish it was. Okay. I, my my, my oh, impression no. is I'm, I'm a bit... 
I'm a bit sad because I see the developer's genius sorority. You know, the people who made Pokemon Coliseum and uh, whatnot. And, uh, oh, how the mighty seem to have fallen if they're making Pokemon Cafe mix. <laughs> okay, <laughs> tell, not... us, tell us what it's like, Philip. Okay, um, this could lead into like a different group where you guys know Yokai Watch? Okay, yep. similar magical Japanese critters, the game. Okay. Uh, so back in the day, there was Yokai Watch Wibble Wobble, which was an awesome match three game that I loved. That yeah, is adorable. Great game. Uh, they canceled it. Very sad. And now in 2020, they taunt me by coming out with the reskin that is Cafe Mix, but worse. Oh, I understand. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's... So basically... Uh, mm. You guys might have seen like the Candy Crush where you get like dropped into uh, you know a match three level. In this one, it's like a simplified, just kind of you just run your finger around the screen, collecting all the Eevee heads or all the Pikachu heads. And then once you get enough of them, you push the Eevee button and it activates your special power. And you just break candy and other sweets to make Cafe Fair. This feels like... A twisted reanimation of the Poffin minigame from Diamond and Pearl. And I don't know how I feel about <laughs> yeah, that. Like, I wish I would have put some screenshots in the notes for you guys. <laughs> oh, I, I uh, before the uh, oh, I'm sad, podcast no. started, I googled every, Google image searched every single one of these games. Um, Look at Matt being on the ball. <laughs> before the podcast today, I forgot we were doing a <laughs> podcast today, because I got home at work at 6 in the morning. Oh... <laughs> uh, yeah, no, looking at this, I think I was right to feel sad about uh, Genius Sorority. That's a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, are you guys this... Match 3 fans at all? No? No. <laughs> no, not at no. all? <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a very flat I like no. I don't, I don't hate the genre or anything. It's just not a I've tried thing a I'm familiar couple. with. Really. I never found one that really clicked with me, but I've always appreciated the concept. Oh, actually, that's that's a lie. There was a game I've played. Where Magic like Puzzle that, Quest. It was like a combat. Or Magic game. Together in Puzzle Quest. No, it was a flash game. It was it was a flash game, but it was the same like basic, where like you do different things and then the different things happen. It's like I do not. Does this even qualify? As I know, like I know a, it's a subgenre. As a match three, it's just like okay, you match more, more like, than three. Shape association. Yeah, you just drag your finger into everyone and like the pieces usually move around too. So you just like drag your finger across the screen, touching all the EVs. Yeah. That... Oh, so it's just Katamari. <laughs> well, that was the whole point of Wibwob though, is like you would drag your finger across the screen to collect them, but then it would just create a bigger Wibwob. If, okay, this sounds like insanity, I know, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, no, it's fine. Uh, my experience with Yokai Watch is we skinned Jibanyan to make a couch for Final Fantasy. Perfect. So, you know, that's, that's it's definitely not the weirdest thing. I'm just going to implement here. If any listeners are completely in lost, I'm with you. Okay, keep going though. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying they removed any strategy from basically a battle system I really enjoyed and just made this grindy. I don't even know how to describe it. This just looks like a Candy Crush. Pokemon game. Okay, I I just will also want you to know that while you were talking, I did Google Match Three 
All right. Which sounds crazy because as soon as I saw it, I'm like, wow, I'm dumb. But because I've never heard anyone use the words match three before, I was very confused. But anyway, Candy Crush Pokemon, except bad. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's also on Switch um, if you do not have a uh, a mobile oh, device. Oh, yes. I really would like to play this on Switch. Over <laughs> oh, mobile. yeah. You know, when I when I think of uh, uh, crappy <laughs> quality mobile games, I think of uh, putting it onto my very expensive <laughs> video game system. Which, Although, I mean, right. I guess like the alternative is putting it onto your very expensive phone system, so I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Okay, true. let's talk about Pokemon Quest, because uh, that's the next one you have up here. Um, Philip, I want to say right away, the one thing that um, I guess kind of I looked at right away, I'm like, oh, this one's actually made by Game Freak, it's which not. kind of surprised me, considering the mobile games have been from all different types of studios. Uh, I don't know if you, uh, yeah, if you want it, to, it's just, it's an auto, auto battler. Is that what you call it? Auto battler type game? Yeah. Were they just trying to get in on the fad? Is that, is that what they're trying to do? Well, it's also a gotcha on the side. <laughs> oh, oh no. yeah. As a treat. <laughs> yeah. But it is a um, non-competitive gotcha, which is always a weird genre for me, like a PVE gotcha game. Like what, what's the, yeah, it's like. I guess I guess the point is to be better by yourself through attrition. I mean, I mean, I I play Genshin, which is a massive PVE gotcha game. Uh, the general gist of that kind of style is you're trying to either be better to accomplish some sort of challenges that exist in game that give out rewards, or uh, you want to collect all the things you like. Okay. Does that explain to you? Yeah, I suppose. Like, if you're just trying to fill out the Pokedex, then this does not seem like a bad game for you. If you're trying to be the best that ever was, uh, this is the ultimate form of just trying to catch a Pokemon for a certain nature, just in the wild through Gotcha. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's the worst kind of... That's the worst kind of gotcha. Any sort but don't of gotcha worry, you can spend you resources on your current Pokemon to re-roll them. Yeah, any sort of any sort of That's, gotcha that has okay, like so a gotcha up. in the gotcha. The, the re-roll is, thing, the re-roll thing is okay as far as I'm concerned. That's actually remarkably um, nice as far <laughs> as gotcha yeah. games go. Not like Fire Emblem Heroes, where it's like, oh, your Hector has bad stats. Sorry, he's bad forever. Don't worry. If you spend $40 and get another Hector, you can feed your bad Hector to that Hector and hope the new Hector has better stats. <laughs> well, you just described Pokemon <laughs> Quest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there you go. There is Pokemon Quest. Um, we, we found the root of the DNA. We found where Game Freak got their ideas. <laughs> okay, can I, can I just say, like, it's kind of, like, I kind of want to put this into the same, like, a little bit the same category as Pokemon Unite. <laughs> Um, although Pokemon Unite, I would actually say it's less like this, but where sometimes IPs just are just like, oh, this is the popular thing, and now we're gonna do it. Like that's kind of what I. Feel, that sounds about right. That's kind of what I feel with Pokemon. Sorry, Quest. when you, when you said auto bat, auto battler, did you mean it was Team like tactics battle? Well, no, chess? I don't mean yeah, auto chess. Like, um, have you seen? Oh, okay, uh, I'm more <laughs> it's more like you just get dropped into a field. Your Pokemon automatically walk around to find the enemies and attack. Oh, so it's just an idle game. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But you okay. don't control That's them. Way different. You can. You sense. have like one or two buttons. Like you have like a button that says like use your ultimate, 
And then you have another button that says scatter okay. because the enemy is using their ultimate. And that is the end of player input. <laughs> I've changed my mind. This is 100% just a gacha game. Got it. Got it. I understand everything. It is. <laughs> it's like that one. It's like that one. Um, there was a fairly infamous Final Fantasy game. I do not remember the name of it. It was something like all the oh, Final or something Fantasy like that. Dysentery. Was that it? Um, no, I think it was all the bravest or something. It wasn't. It wasn't Dissidia because that at least had oh, okay. mechanics to it. But there was there was I I am positive it's been canceled by now. But there was a Final Fantasy gotcha game, um, where it was like a dollar per character effectively, and there was no. I, I hesitate to even call it gameplay because you just had a whole gob of characters, and they all oh, just attacked one boss God, endlessly. I remember this now. Uh, and then when they died, you had to wait like an hour for them to respawn, or you could pay for of them course. to respawn instantly. And there was no like anything. Oh, what ever. a wonderful was service like, wow, to keep available to your this, customers. This feels, this, yeah, yeah. It it, uh, it wasn't popular. Nice. I wonder why. <laughs> oh, this game is also available on Switch if you would like to uh, give it a shot. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I think it's time to now continue for the great on. battle of magic. Yes, jump. This is the most controversial opinion I'm sure we're gonna have here. <laughs> magic jump 2017. Okay, it's just. Fun. I need you to tell me That's first. It. I need you to tell me first, Tristan. I'll, I'll let you handle it. Tell me what is the game magic jump 2017? Magic jump from 20. Yeah. You catch a magic and it jumps. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Got it in one. <laughs> Yeah, but what do you do after it jumps? I, I'm, I'm mildly it doesn't concerned matter, about the fact okay? that it jumps again. <laughs> this, it appears, to, it it appears that the jumps are it flailing around on the ground because you took the fish out of the water. No, no, no. Look, it's trying its it best to get back to the water so it can breathe. Yes, I, I understand. You, you, train, you train a magic carp to jump really high, and then when that magic carp can no longer jump any higher... You train a better magic carp and yeah, put your old one. Okay, there's a really morbid <laughs> undertone. I feel to this, like, like I understand. Part and of also, you can, a you can pay for like chicken carps. fighting, but like, this is this is just like <laughs> I'm going to take a fish and have it and like train it to flop high. <laughs> and that's that's, that's good. Whole, uh, you can also pay real money for more magic carps if you're a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, that's when it becomes morally questionable. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, um, do you do you have anything? Okay, so so I guess uh, for what I imagine, Philip's uh, qualms with this one is the fact that it's, it's just this. It's it's like a it's it's a kind of mobile game that you would you'd want in like mini clip, you know, where it's just you click it, you yeah, click it, much. and you play it. Oh no, yeah, no, that that effectively sums it up. Yeah. This game should be on you play- your Poke Gear in another Pokemon game. <laughs> yeah no for sure yeah no i agree it's just also fun i i don't agree i do not agree you should be able to buy things in it at all i think that's nonsense i i just found a google it, image it detracts from the purity of my purity. Uh, showing a uh pidgeot uh flying away with one of your magic cards oh yeah sometimes a bird just takes that's magic you to jump again if you push your luck you can fail <laughs> like you yeah. should not have told him to jump <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, you should be... just put that back into the water where it can escape its predators, you monster. No, but you put it in the water. <laughs> the plot twist is that Pidgeot is saving the magic carp from you. 
There's another mini crazy. event though. If you put it in the water mm-hmm. where it will see a shiny object and you're like, Hey, Magikarp, go check that out. And it's either like, Oh, he found a piece of food and he's, you know, able to jump higher now, jump bonus. Or the other one, I don't remember. It's like a Sharpedo or something like that, but it's like a predator. <laughs> and it's like hey, Magikarp. Like Magikarp left or something like that. And it's just, what? Like, where'd he go? I just want you to know that of all the games that we've looked at so far, this is the one that I've been most enticed to play. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? It's great. Just do not yeah, pay money for it, not. or I'll judge you personally. But download it and play like three generations and just see how you feel. Yeah. I think that's fair. Um, okay. And then yell at Game Freak to put it in the Diamond and Pro remake as a Pokemon. <laughs> because it belongs nowhere else. So, of all the games we've played, I think this one, best one by far. Um, go moving on. Uh, Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon Go? No. Pokemon ju- Magikarp jumped to the polls. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> okay, okay. To, to be fair to Philip, I understand that I'm sure after a while the uh, the base game might get tiring. Um, but then again, this is the Pokemon Company who effectively have created the same game with the same mechanics uh, for how long is it now? All right, twenty five years. <laughs> Eventually, you unlock Gyarados. Jump. No, I wish he is no, flying today. No. All right, Philip, tell us about Pokemon Duel. Okay, so how familiar are you guys with the Pokemon trading figure game instead of the card game? I thought that oh, was... Oh, I know this one. I know what we're talking so about. Not at all. Okay, so you know like the spinners, like little spinner hero games that, you know, apparently people play, yeah. I guess? I never played one. Was there, was there a Beyblade hero Pokemon game yeah. that I didn't know about? Wait, hold up, hold on. When, we're saying, when we say spinners, we're talking about like the dial down 100%, figures, right? that's it. Okay, cool. So... Okay. Pokemon made it that lasted like one year, the trading figure game. And I think I only had like two generations or two sets. Oh, okay. Look at the picture now. Yeah, no, it fell apart immediately because that market died with hero clicks. Very sad. But they were able to make Pokemon Duel in 2016, which is just the video game version, which they then added gotcha elements or, you know, card packs. And what was great about it was they just kept adding more and more Pokemon to it. Whereas before, they only had up to, I think, Generation 2 in the original Pokemon trading figures. Yeah, that sounds right. I think it might have been one of those weird mixes that they were, like, super big on around Generation 5. Where, like, they had some early Pokemon, but they also, like, included Oshawott and Co. Of course. But it's been a while, so I'm not sure. Well, this game loved it. There was even an active Pokemon duel, I don't know, group in my office at work on the flight line. Mm. Like, the crew chiefs. They'd be then they're playing Pokemon Duel with each other. Because the whole That's per- amazing. it plays like I would say Pokemon chess, kind of. Ooh. Like, okay, okay. So I'm not t- sounding crazy. Have you guys played this Pokemon Duel? No. Okay, well you're I, not no, gonna get a chance. No, because that's why I asked you to explain. Okay. <laughs> so basically there is set locations on this like grid type map, and you can only move in like square movements towards each towards each other on these set zones. The enemy has a goal post and two spawn zones. Now each game, you just, you can either like spawn a new critter, a new Pokemon, one of your figures out of your six on your team. You can have up to all six on the field if you want. It's just really hard because there's only like 10 square spaces. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, you're just trying to move and touch touch their goal. That's all you got to do. It's on the other side. 
And a Pokemon, based on how fast it is, will have how many squares of movement it gets, or it will have like stronger attacks on its little spinner. If two Pokemons land next to each other, they battle, and you do your little spin. And then, depending on what you spin, either does an effect, an attack, or a miss, or like a defense. And you would just take turns moving your figures across the field. Now, the problem is, is this game was very pay-to-win. Surprise. Where? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm starting to find a theme yeah. of this mobile game. <laughs> Where... I don't know if you caught it, but... <laughs> Once again, you need multiples of the same unit that you get through just like gotcha mechanics to upgrade your unit and it would upgrade your spinner where every unit had like a 25% miss chance. And you're like, oh no, 25% chance time to do nothing whenever I attack? That's terrible. You never want that to happen. But every time you get another one of those units, your miss chance goes down by 1%. Sounds like a good deal, right? It is fascinating to me that this mechanic exists in a game that is a digital analog of like a physical yeah, game. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Um, because I'm imagining showing up to a figure trading game and being like, no, I've got five of this Charmander. That means I can fill in a little bit extra on this wheel. That yeah, is that ludicrous. Is, <laughs> like, that's just sense. not a thing. I feel like this game could have an actual competitive scene or at least like, you know, sub scene if it wasn't pay to win. If it was like just pure skill based. Like, sure, you know, you got to pay for the champs or something like that. Pay for the the figures themselves. If you want to have, I don't think you could, but like some characters, like if you want to have, what's what's his name? Long Green Snake? Superior. No, the other one. Rayquaza? Yeah, Rayquaza. He was my boy. <laughs> Snake wouldn't have been my go-to, yeah. but that's fair. But like, he's he, not wrong. Yeah, he had a special ability that was just like fly. So he was like a one movement, but he could move four spaces if he just rolled like a forty percent thing on his wheel, and I just did nothing but max out that forty percent. And I would just walk him out there, and if they didn't have anything to like, like their own Rayquaza to like have airlock to prevent creatures from flying or a similar creature. When I would battle, uh, like I wouldn't fight him. I would just, that would roll that and fly to their whole goal. And I played that game a lot, just grinding out matches. Now, see, this is actually accurate to the Pokemon lore because Rayquaza being incredibly broken is very much in game. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And like all of its iterations, um, I do need to go. Okay. Now, all right. No, Tristan, thank you so much um, for I've being here. I've said my piece about Magikarp jump. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> I feel like Tristan added so much. Thank you for being yeah, here. Uh, we will. I, I yeah, I had not a lot for this episode. This is not my area of expertise. This at all. he says as he uh, as he definitely. Uh, <laughs> but I do like Magikarp <laughs> jump. It's different. <laughs> all right, see you, Tristan. Um, see ya. Uh, we're still here. Don't worry. We're gonna we're gonna finish off the episode here. But thank you, Tristan, for joining us. Um, so I think maybe one of the things that I that I was thinking about uh, that I wanted to kind of get your take on is this game actually is no longer around, so you can no longer get it. Um, how do you feel about this, Phil? First of all, and second of all, I don't know if there's any like kind of a game that was only three years old in Pokemon that is just like, yeah, no, it's no longer there. Yeah, I don't know why it shut down exactly, but uh, they just Pikachu. I mean, that's true. But wait, wait, say that again. Say that again, Matt. Uh, hey, you Pikachu, uh, speech-based oh. Pokemon game for the N64. 
that's another three-year game that disappeared is that I what mean, you're telling me here i don't see you a can't really port it got it okay i, I mean if I you get did what you like mean. you'd have to overhaul the ai because god that thing that Pikachu <sighs> did not understand what you were talking about all right continuing on philip <laughs> but yeah uh this was actually kind of an upset like i remember coming to the office and uh the I don't know, which company i'm not sure which one actually made this one but they ended up just giving everything away all gotchas were free rolls like you could get any character in the game you wanted for like the last month and i love that actually yeah i was just We're playing the go crap out. out of it then but then one day the servers were down i was very sad there's wibwob all over again um, you have, you have, this is a recurring experience um no it sounds like actually of the other game this one also sounds very interesting what did you want to yeah say? um i always appreciate games that even if they have a gotcha element that the gameplay has at least some depth like you know we've seen a lot of gotcha games going through this whole thing but like uh for example when we were talking about uh pokemon quest you know that has gotcha elements but the gameplay consists of uh spread and attack uh meanwhile this is actual like strategy and interactions and whatnot so i can excuse and, and like it has like higher quality 3d models of models uh <laughs> yeah there were no animations just gonna throw that out there yeah of the models um but still like there's this there's more things that you can do in interactions with the pokemon it seems like so i can kind of accept the gotcha elements a bit more if that makes any sense yeah Yeah, at least the game's good enough that you're like okay even if this is maybe not the best type of like you know directive at least at least the base game's actually good enough to justify some of it yeah exactly um and i think i think we could actually continue on here uh i'm just keeping the show moving i know i know i'm sure uh phil maybe wants to talk a whole lot more about pokemon duel but I think the fact that we can't play it actually kind of has me disappointed. Yeah, because <laughs> so all the games, some people might check them out, but this one they're like, oh, I guess I can't. Um, Pokemon Shuffle, uh, which is another match three. So uh, your Candy Crush. I'm just going to use Candy Crush because I think it's way, like people who don't understand the term match three are going to get what we mean with Candy Crush or yeah, gotcha. any of those games. Um, so another one of these, is this one better or worse than, uh, what was it? Pokemon was Cafe Mix? Cafe Mix, what do you think? Uh, this one I would say is worse. I will have Ooh. this one note that you do collect more, like more Pokemon. The other one is very limited. It's like you get an Eevee, you get a Pikachu, you get a Slurpuff, you get all these cute Pokemon that then have like kind of bonus abilities you get to use. With this one, you can pretty much fill out a Pokédex of all the Pokemon you can collect. Oh, so you you actually can fill out the, like a Pokédex in this, yes. which. I don't like here. Okay, here's a very separate thing, and maybe this can continuing on about what I feel about some of the mobile games. Is I have no intention of collecting all the Pokemon in mobile games. I don't know if that makes sense. Maybe no, maybe it's unfair. Sense. But I I think the fact that Pokemon Go you can now attach it to the main Pokemon Home, right? So yeah. it it in effect is is at least combined with the main Pokemon games. So I might have had more incentive about catching a lot of Pokemon in Pokemon Go. But all the other games where it's kind of like catch it in this game, I'm like, I don't really have that. I only have that for like the, the mainline games for myself. Um, I don't know if any of you feel that way. 
No, that that makes sense. Um, Pokemon Go is also probably the closest thing we've seen um, to actual Pokemon. Mm-hmm. You're going out catching Pokemon, and you go into battles to catch more Pokemon or against other trainers or Team Rocket or stuff like that. Like, these are all very Pokemon activities, you know. Um, meanwhile, a match three, not terribly. So, I mean, you say you can fill out a Pokedex, so at least, you know, that's somewhat approaching it. Uh, Minecraft Auto Battler, bit of a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, if I were to interrupt, uh, what about Pokemon Puzzle League, the classic Nintendo 64 game that we all hold deep in our hearts, right? Ah, uh, yes, that game I remember completely. Okay, let me let me just say separately, <laughs> I think I put the Pokemon Mobile games in a different category as the uh, you know non Game Boy related Pokemon games. Uh, I think I think we'll definitely have to do an episode on those at some point. Um, but I'm actually going to take take over here a little bit in transition. The, I I, I kind of saw a theme as we were going through all of these, in that a lot of these are just to uh, to make money <laughs> off of RNG. Whoa. Is, is, a, is a trend I saw. Whoa, are you yeah. buying the gotcha games exploit like gambling addictions to make money? It, it's crazy because I mean maybe that's why Pokemon Go is like a little more respected. Question mark? Yeah, it, it definitely is. Right? I'm not going crazy here. No, you're um, not. <laughs> No, you're not. It's it's it because I think all the other games have that theme of like it seems like a cash grab, right? Um, which which I think you know maybe it's a good thing that none of these games were like too 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 successful. Um, because I think they could start running into more problems. Like it's maybe better for them that these are like small games that only you know they get less people playing. But then again, I am saying this not knowing the actual statistics, so perhaps yeah, I'm wrong. <laughs> so Pokemon Go is interesting because it really it gives you at least the impression of being able to go out and catch what Pokemon you want. Mm, so instead of like sure, a gotcha really. game where you like open three silver chests and gain um, a five star Eevee or something like that, uh, you're going out and you find the Eevees, and you throw Pokeballs at them until you catch an Eevee, and then you check its stats. And really, the IVs are your star ranking. So, like, if you have, like, maxed out Ivy, uh, e- okay, maybe not using Eevee was the best, let's say Beedrill uh, <laughs> instead. If you have a max IV Beedrill, um, then that is essentially your equivalent of a five-star Beedrill. Um, Hmm. And oftentimes you can get a couple Pokeballs from Pokestops. This is your equivalent of your uh, gotcha uh, gotcha currency that you gain uh, passively through gotcha games. They always throw you enough for a, a little taste, but if you want more, you have to pay. And then you justify to yourself like, oh, you know, I'm going to spend 10 bucks and get 100 Pokeballs. And you go out and you catch 100 Eevees and only one of them is good. It's very similar to what a gotcha game is. But it has the distinction of it gives you at least the impression of being in control rather than it being gambling that makes it a much more positive experience. Mm. Which I think is healthier oh yeah definitely because nobody goes into pokemon go and 
buys Pokeballs because they have a gambling addiction. Um, so I mean, but I think it's good that we're talking about this because I think that's something that we we like don't talk about enough. And I think why there's kind of been a pushback on maybe Pokemon Unite. Um, is that they're games that are targeted at kids, but they definitely have like this very, uh, we, we said it before, like predatory kind of practice, right? Yeah. Um, which which I think is is just horrible. Um, yeah, I don't know if you want to add anything to that, Philip. Uh, no, I think that's pretty much covers it. And that leads right into uh, kind of just the comparison of the games to the rest of the franchise. Yes. What would you like to say about that? Um, just a reiterate kind of what I said at the top of our other games section. But what I really want, of course, there's emulators out there. I am a uh, iPhone robot, though. So basically, iPhones will kind of like brick any emulator app after maybe a month or so once their license expires. So I can't really keep like a constant Pokemon game going. I usually end up going back and just replaying the GBA titles. And that's what I want to play. Like, just Pokemon just needs to put the classic titles on the App Store. That's all you got to do. I mean, it wouldn't even be too difficult because, I mean, the one major complication companies run into putting games on phones is uh, touch controls are generally terrible uh, because you can have precisely three buttons uh, before the screen starts getting cluttered. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pokemon doesn't really need more than that many buttons like you could just you know flip it into a horizontal view and then you can have your attacks and uh you can have the screen and everything fits pretty well um i don't know why they haven't done that you know if they did uh pokemon fire red and leaf green on mobile for ios and android oh my I think that would sell like hotcakes yeah, you could sell that like thirty bucks a pop, and I'd probably still buy it. Oh, definitely. I, you know, I, I would already be downloading it right now. You know, it's weird though. Like, and I found this because they made that RuneScape remake, right? Yeah, on the mobile, and I, I couldn't play it on a mobile. Like, I don't know if that's weird to say, but like, there, there is something about playing on a, like a typical handheld over my phone. I think I've just gone to a point where, where like, the phone and like I, I. It's kind of funny. Okay, so random side tangent here real quick. When I was getting my driver's license like years ago, I was like playing all those like mobile phone games, right? Uh, right. Bird. Like, yeah. Whatever. Well, yeah, whatever you have. And then like it was because it was like well, the first time I had, I had enough money to, to buy my own phone. Um, and there was like there's a person that was like there. We were uh, we were doing like driver's ed like in an actual classroom, and and he was saying like, oh, don't worry, I was like you, I played the played those games, and then eventually I stopped. I'm like, what do you mean? And then like I didn't really get it. And then like later on, you're like, oh no, because like it, mobile games are fun, but I find there's like a weird thing where you're like, oh no, I want to actually play like a game that's developed on a console that's like <laughs> a really big game, not just like mini clip style games. Um, and I think what's happening right now is when we compare mobile games to maybe the rest of the franchises, we're getting to a point where that like the technology in the smartphone is is comparable, at least, or it's something where it's, you know, it's getting closer and closer, I guess, to to your typical uh, dedicated, you know, um, gaming devices. So I think that's something maybe to keep in account. So then maybe in the future, as you know, as we continue on with these smartphones, eventually it'll be a point where it's like. Nah, I don't need a switch now. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I, 
I mean, Nintendo is just going to sell their games on phones. <laughs> I, I mean, the Switch basically uses phone technology, um, and you know, the modern smartphone can run Genshin Impact, which is basically like a Breath of the Wild esque uh, open world exploration game. Like, phone technology is at the point where you can't really get away with the excuse of like, oh, you know, it's a phone, like it can't run super powerful no phones can these days now and i understand not everyone has the most bleeding edge smartphone but over time what is currently the bleeding edge is going to just become the mainstream phone and that is going to be more sufficient for more than sufficient for what way better gaming experiences than what is currently available mm-hmm. um i think I think it's interesting because there you you don't really see a lot of the um dregs of mobile uh, of not mobile gaming but you don't see the dregs of gaming on uh PlayStation or Xbox because those are very cultivated ecosystems. Like you still get gotcha. your shovelware but it's nowhere near in the amounts of like if you go to Steam uh green light or steam new games or uh the app store or uh the play store there's going to be so much more shovelware on those because there's so little barrier to entry and it kind of weighs down mobile gaming because there's just this perception that games on phones aren't going to be anything serious you know it has to be like this small little thing that uh, you only play for five or ten minutes at a time, um, you know, like Queeby or something like that. Um, but nothing ever targets, Enough. you know. I I would love, you know, I'm going to have 40-minute bus rides when I eventually go back to the office. I would love to have something I could play for engagingly for 40 minutes. But uh, they, looking at these games so far for Pokemon, they don't really seem to be looking at uh, trying to fill that void which is a bit disappointing playing a like an actual main game pokemon game on your phone is definitely a lot less obnoxious than holding a switch on a buzz i'll tell you that (laughs) oh yeah uh philip anything to add about the no i think you guys pretty much summed it up pretty good like the quality of games is to the point where i expect quality in my mobile games and pokemon as an ip is just not bringing it lately they're definitely trying with Pokemon Go, still playing it. So that one, they made it. Pokemon MOBA or Pokemon, uh, what's it called? Unite. Yeah, Pokemon Untie. That one, they're hanging in there. I'll <laughs> wait for it and see if maybe in a year enough people will complain about it that maybe there'll be some changes. I mean, they changed League. They got rid of the Rune pages. They made it Mastery pages now, which are freely unlocked from everyone like right in the beginning. So like League is completely like, the only thing you got to pay for is champs now. Maybe they can yeah, fix Pokemon Unite. So it, it's it, yeah, it's just it's just it's definitely these practices that I hate um, the most when it comes to these mobile games. But I I don't think like it's tough because I know 100 percent every company that gets a chance. I just it's kind of surprising to me that it hasn't hurt their branding a little bit um, because maybe because if you do have an audience that's kids, they don't really talk about. <laughs> they don't really maybe realize uh, yeah. some of the well i think it's slightly involved. insulated by the fact that people just again assume that mobile games are going to be crap 
Uh, I think that's fair, actually. True. So, like, when a bad Pokemon mobile game comes out, people don't see a bad Pokemon mobile game. They see a bad Pokemon mobile game. Mobile game. So there is a distinction, I guess, is, is the, the be-all end all of this. There, there's its own category. There is a distinction. I just wish that there isn't any more this day and age because there doesn't really need to be. You know, we're not, uh, we're not developing sure. Brick Breaker... Uh, games for phones that have the processing power of a TI eighty three calculator. <laughs> yes, we're not <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, I think with that we can maybe close out with our final thoughts. Final thoughts on mobile games. Uh, let's start with you, Philip. What are your final thoughts on the mobile games here? Uh, final thoughts: Just give Any, us the old games again. Like that's all I really want. <laughs> Stop so, so reskinning you, games. Ooh. Just instead, yeah, unless you're reskinning the old games, in which case that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, Matt, what are your final thoughts on? I uh, think I'm games? much the same. I would very much appreciate if they could just. I think it would be a great format to bring back some of the old games onto uh, mobile, um, because they're good and timeless as they are. You don't really need to update them at all. Just have an emulator capable, just create an emulator capable of running them. Yeah, and, Pokemon Yellow can definitely run on a smartphone. And again, you could sell them for, <laughs> uh, as we were saying, you could sell Five them for 30 bucks a piece and people would pay it. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, that's why I have pretty much all the base, like the beginning games on my DS because they sold them, right? Um, so I have red, yellow, and like crystal. Um, yeah, my final thought on, on the mobile games is. I mean, the Magikarp, I might just check out out of out of jokes. That actually kind of sounds fun. Um, the other games don't really entice me, and I think I think when it comes to mobile games, if they took the base games, I totally agree. If they took the base games and brought them in, I think that would be great. I think maybe if, if they could establish a specific IP in the mobile space that everybody really really loves, I think that would help. Um, like where where like there's like a separate style game or separate type of game that really works well with mobile which i guess is pokemon go to be fair right i think they did have a success like a a massive success with that so maybe they have to think kind of along those lines a little more um but yeah i don't like the gotchas thing i don't like the the you know gambling part thing um so i think those are kind of my final thoughts on there um so with that i'd like to say thank you uh philip for being here big guesting being the guest for us here. Oh, no problem. Uh, I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> uh, we appreciate uh, all your listening. If you want to check him out, Gaming Together Pod, I'm sure I'll include uh, the link in the description below. Matt, thank you for being here as well. Always a pleasure. And uh, thank you for being our guest. Oh, no problem. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll be back in two weeks as the schedule dictates uh, what the topic will be. Um, who knows? Who knows? Uh, we've definitely entered, a, I guess, a new phase um, where where we have our main line and we have our everything else. Although I don't think it's anywhere true. Maybe maybe this is the the pivot point. You know what I mean? Uh, Pokemon. I feel like at this point, I, like maybe if we had a really big community, we'd have a meme about you know uh, the the Sun and Moon review coming out, but never coming out. Like I think <laughs> <laughs> that would be the thing they would be talking about if they were there. Um, but our listeners are passive listeners, right. As opposed to any, uh, you know, thing that you have to be actively a part of our passive listeners. I thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time in two weeks. Uh, uh so yeah, see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. We're blasting off again. 